Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said there was a big bang billions of years ago that made everything. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Was she there? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books once said that the sound barrier could not be broken, but that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But there is one book I do trust. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. It's never been proven wrong. When I asked if anyone had ever seen the Big Bang, I already knew that the answer was no. But there is someone who was there at the beginning. Do you know who that was? If I was in Sunday school, I know the answer would be Jesus. Is that right, Grandpa? Yes, indeed. Let me read from the book of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and all things were created through Him. And apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. So who was there at the beginning of the earth? Jesus. Right. And if Jesus says something, it must be true, right? Right. Now, when we read the first book of the Bible in Genesis, it tells about how God created everything in six days, which is different from what you read in your science book at school, isn't it? Yes, sir. A lot different. What is science all about? Do you know? Hmm. I think it's about how things happen and how things work. Good answer. Science basically means knowledge. And it's supposed to be knowledge from observation and repeatable testing. So when your teacher says the universe is billions of years old, you should ask her, How do you know? Were you there? Then you have to ask yourself, which is more scientific? To believe something that hasn't been observed and cannot be tested or believe something that was observed and was recorded for us to read but still can't be tested. Probably should go with the more scientific and believe that God says. I agree. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, directors of SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Just for background, Carl, what is the Big Bang? Well, the Big Bang is something that starts with nothing, absolutely nothing. There's (laughs) no space, time, matter, energy, nothing. And then something happened. A singularity, whatever that means, happened. And it blew up. And from that explosion, everything we see today is now there. How about that? And some people say, oh, this happens all the time in multiverses. (laughs) So we have not only our universe, but other universes always forming, which is why we turned out okay because of all the billions and billions and billions of these multiverses that blew up, we're the ones that were lucky. 
and that makes me feel special. And, <laughs> and how often has this miracle been observed? Uh, zero so far. Never. Never, which is really the problem. One of the things that really struck me during that skit was the comment by Everett. That is the child's name who's doing it, That's right? That's correct. Great, great kid. He said, if I was in Sunday school, I know the answer would be Jesus. We have so compartmentalized our kids to where there's the answers in school and there's the answers in Sunday school. And it's part of the problem that you've talked about before, about the difference between telling Bible stories and biblical accounts. What is the difference between those? Well, story implies that it may or may not be true. Like the policeman might ask you, well, what's your story? <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, if you're not under oath, it could be something not so true. <laughs> anyway, so the, when we say the, the Bible stories, we sometimes degrade some of the authority of the Bible. And the Bible is an account. It is true history. It is the actual happenings of what God let us know about how he did things. And obviously, if he told us everything about everything, as John would would say in his writings, uh, it would be unable to find enough paper and pen and ink to write all this stuff down. And I agree with that. So we do have a Bible which tells us what we need to know to know who God is and how to get to Christ. Well, I think people do have real, real questions, honest questions, such as the light travel time problem uh, when it comes to the age of the universe. Uh, I know I did, and that was one of my big stumbling blocks when it came to being a what we call a young earth creationist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these are legitimate questions. The thing or the little secret here is that the evolutionists will make like, well, those creationists, that's a total stumbling block. They've got no answer for that. And in point of truth, we've got two whole cosmologies. Those are structures of science that people have built up that will answer these. One is called the white hole cosmology by Dr. Russell Humphreys, which talks about that all the creation, just as the Bible said, was here around the earth and then expanded out greatly from that, which would mean that there basically were two clocks, a very short-term, thousands of years clocks going on here on the earth and then billions of years out there in the universe. There's also a theory called cosmological relativity, first formulated by a Jewish person named Miyoshi Carmeli, and then uh, added to by Dr. John Hartnett, which adds a, another dimension to our universe, which allows to where not only does all this work, not only could there be vast times out there as opposed to short periods of time on the Earth, it also solves all of the problems of why the galaxies rotate the way they do without using dark matter or dark energy. And so you don't have to have those things that they can't even prove exist, that they have to have to make work the current relativity experiments. So we have answers here. So, God, are you saying that even if you buy into the idea that the universe is 13.7 billion years old, there's still problems? There's still problems out there. There's the winding problem. I have deep belief in some of these new cosmologies, but they still don't answer the winding problems, whereas 
The Big Bang Theory doesn't answer it. The galaxies that we see out there shouldn't be these pretty spirals if they're 13.7 billion years old. They should have wound themselves into a mess by now. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about the age of the universe. Carl, what else do you have on this topic? Well, there's... You've already mentioned a few of those things, dark matter and dark energy, rescuing factors that have to be inserted into the Big Bang Theory to make it halfway believable. Such as inflation. To make inflation work. So they have inflation, which had to be propped up by dark energy and dark matter. None of these things, including inflation, can be proven or observed or found or even though Dark matter, I think, is supposed to be about 90%, 95% of the Between entire... dark matter and dark energy, is supposed to make up about 96% of the entire universe. Uh, it's a lot of nothing that you can't find. Right. That's, that's pretty interesting. And then there's a lot of things like, uh, well, just little things like monopole magnets. When magnets are formed by the Big Bang Theory, they should be the north and the south poles separate. But they're not. So you don't find magnets that have just a North Pole or just a South Pole. So, But there should be. Those, those monopoles <clears throat> should be out there, but none have been found. There's uh, too little lithium in the universe, as predicted by the Big Bang. There's all sorts of little things, like the flat universe. The universe shouldn't be flat. If something blew up, it should be kind of a round thing. But it's not. <clears throat> it's a flat thing, as far as the observations of the universe thus far it shows the universe is flat. And then there's a cosmic microwave background, which people argue back and forth as to what this means. But it should mean that there's a hotter side and a cooler side. But it seems to be kind of the same temperature all over within a few degrees. So this goes against the theory of evolution Big Bang. There is a... Uh, documentary, video documentary out there called The Principle which really addresses a whole lot of these topics and shows that a, a geocentric, that is an idea that the earth is at the center of the universe and everything expanded out from here just as the Bible says, shows a huge amount of scientific evidence for that theory. And we're talking about possibly showing that at our monthly meeting come the, the new year in January. Great. And so if, if people want to take a look at this type of material, and see that it is not just a Bible story that is something that has legitimate scientific underpinnings to it, we would invite them to be a part of that. Scott, do you mean that believing the Bible and believing that God did it does not end the science, as Michael Schumer of Skeptics Magazine says it does? You know, that, that is a falsehood that has only really come about in the last 80 or 90 years. What did scientists do for most of our history? They were trying to reinvent or rethink the ideas of God. Yeah, I think Isaac Newton was a pretty good scientist, and I think he wrote more books on theology than on science. It does not end science simply because you're dealing with Scripture. And the science of biomimicry is coming out, where we are not just thinking the thoughts of God, we're trying to copy what God did, everything, word for word, so we can get uh, better stuff. Velcro is a perfect example. For more information on any of these topics or to know about creation science opportunities in our area, go to our website's calendar page. 
For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter or contact us. We would also invite people to contact us by phone or email who would like to help sponsor us to expand this radio ministry across the country. Also, please go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant on the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of the show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Believing the Bible.